Welcome everybody to the Inside Pass. It is uh, Monday night if you're watching us uh, or listening to us live on uh, PMN and uh, Race Chaser Online. Uh, I'm Randy Miller, Tom Baker sitting to my left and uh, the two new uh, boys in town. Well, I guess Peter was here last week, but Noah was not. But Noah was here this week because he won last week, so he figured he'd grace us with his presence because... You know, he has a chance to win uh, win twice, I guess. That's right. Weeks. So, Peter um, Strada and Noah Lewis. Yes. TSJ 101 is, yes. is where they call themselves home. But, High uh, Point Hustlers. On Monday night, That's right. they call this home because this is their home now. Yes. So, um, we are family. Right. We will uh, get into our, uh, our heated discussion as we uh, normally do uh, in just a little bit. We are going to first, though, go to the strutmasters.com hotline and bring on our guest for the evening, a driver of... Uh, as Tom likes to say, the number nothing. Uh, well, I guess Garrett Smith well, is starting. I was going to say that. that. Yeah, we got to give credit you to just Garrett Smithley. Um, I just used to tease Garrett about it. Right. It's, it you, sounds much easier. To, it's much better to you say You nothing. drive nothing, and then, you know, he would laugh. But yes, but Jeffrey Earnhardt drives something. He yes, drives a number zero wanna, car for JD Motorsports. We don't Jeffrey, so we don't want to tease him right out of the gate here, you see. <laughs> yeah, he, he has 12 minutes before he says I'm done with the yeah. show. Uh, Jeffrey, welcome to the Inside Pass, sir. Thank you so much for taking some time out to join us tonight. Yes, sir. I appreciate y'all having me on. So, uh, number the number zero, we'll say it's the number zero <laughs> car for JD Motorsports this year, full time. Uh, as Peter told us before, uh, we came on the air for the first time since 2014, running a full season. So, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, how this. Uh, I know you drove for them a little bit last year, but uh, tell us how the whole full time thing came about and how excited you are to be in Daytona in about four weeks or so. Yeah, you know, uh, back in 2014, I got the opportunity to drive for Johnny, and then uh, last year was. Post only run a limited schedule and uh, end up running the majority of the season for them. So, uh, you know, they, they had expressed, you know, that they would like me to drive again for them this coming year. And, you know, uh, obviously, you know, I, I love love everyone at, at JD Motorsports, Johnny Davis, Gary Keller, um, all the crew guys. I mean, just they're just good good guys, good hardworking guys. You know, but you know, bust their butts to to you know do the best they can every weekend and you know we uh we were able to have some pretty pretty decent runs last year um you know could have had some some really really solid runs had uh had some things went our way on a few races but you know overall i feel like we really you know did a, a pretty good job uh as a whole um last year so uh you know they they asked if i would be willing to come back and, and do a full season and you know um uh, the opportunity to race full season doesn't come around very, very often, uh, or very easy, I guess I should say. So, um, to be able to, you know, be offered an opportunity like this is, a you know, obviously a driver's dream come true. And, uh, to be able to do it with these guys who, you know, have, have, you know, stuck their necks out for me and, and given me opportunities, um, on several occasions, you know, I, I would, I would definitely felt honored to, to be able to be asked back. So, um, but yeah, looking looking forward to to Daytona, man. It's uh, it it it, it seems like it's been uh, over a year since we've been on the track. It seems like it's been forever. I don't know why, but this has just been an awfully awful long feeling off season. But um, really excited to get back to Daytona, get back you know behind the wheel and, and get back racing. It's uh, it, it kills you whenever you you got to be away. So uh, I can't wait to get back. What do you think, uh, what do you expect in 2021? I mean, obviously, Jeffrey, 2020 was 
you know, just a it, it was sort of the season bizarro, um, you know, or theater absurdo. However, you want to, I mean, all the changes and the modifications y'all had to make, no qualifying draw for spots, you know, racetracks two, three more times than you were supposed to. What now that you've kind of been through that, and some of that has been retained for 21. But mostly we're kind of back to business as usual. What are you expecting the racing to be at Daytona? Um, And especially tell us about what you expect from the season, um, you know, at large here, because obviously a very different group in some ways in Xfinity to compete against than what you had last year with a few of the guys moving up. Yeah, um, I think, you know, I think one, I think as, as, as a sport and an organization, I feel like uh, NASCAR as a whole did a phenomenal job last year, getting back, uh, getting back to competing as quick as we did, and 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 putting the the whole season, uh, if you will, even though you know we didn't go to a lot of tracks that we normally would have, um, you know, putting all that together, they, they did a phenomenal job, and and really showed you know that we're capable of of you know working with whatever we have to uh, in such a crazy time, and you know I think this year. Um, you know, obviously there's, you know, still a lot of craziness in this world that we're having to work around. And, um, you know, I think, you know, we're, we're just gonna, we're, we're just gonna be even more prepared and, and planned out, you know, for this coming season. I think, you know, being able to prove what we did last year just showed that, you know, with a little bit of time to plan it, you know, we'll be able to knock this thing out of the park. And, uh, you know, I, I don't, sure. I don't, I don't foresee our season being, too much of a of a crazy mess unless something crazy happens to, to mess up our schedule. But you know, I, I think uh, I think the schedule one is, is awesome. There's some new tracks, um, you know, some uh, tracks that we ran on for the first time last year that we're going back to. Um, you know, so, so there's a lot of uh, a lot of excitement behind the schedule. But you know, I think uh, as an organization, I think, you know, NASCAR is going to do a, a phenomenal job just as they did this past year and, and making it all happen. And, um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed, you know, showing up and, and, you know, seeing, you know, how, uh, seeing how the guys in the shop, you know, did preparing your car. That's, um, that, that was one of the bigger parts to our, our race weekends last year was, you know, the, the guys preparation before the car left the, the, the shop because we didn't have practice. So, um, and then it was fun to, to try and, you know, dial it in, you know, throughout the race more so than what you would, you know, on a normal weekend when you get practice and stuff. So it was, a uh, it was, it was exciting. I enjoyed it. I think, you know, I think, you know, we were able to do it and, and not hinder or, or make the racing worse. You know, I think if anything, I think the racing was, was probably better. So, um, really enjoyed the way everything played out last year. And, and excited to see that, you know, a lot of the races this year, we're not going to have practice as well. So, um, you know, I, I really like that. And I feel like it, you know, kind of, you know, played in our hand and, and kind of worked to our advantages uh, on, on several occasions. So um, really looking forward to that. Like I said, that the new tracks going, going to Coda, I mean, that's a, you know, impressive track in itself. So getting to go there and race will be exciting. Uh, and, and I'm just really looking forward to, to getting the season going and seeing what we're able to do. Um, you know, last year we were, you know, I think our average finish was like 22nd last year. And, um, you know, we were, you know, solid top 20s uh, almost every weekend unless we had something go wrong. So, 
um, I want to step that up. I want to be, you know, top 15 every weekend and, and playing in the top 10s uh, on several occasions. So, uh, you know, I like to push myself. I like to push my team. And, um, you know, I, I think I think they enjoy that as well. They, you know, they, they want the same thing, too. They want to go out and be competitive every weekend and do the best that we possibly can at J.D. Motorsports. Jeffrey, you just mentioned it there, running more top 15s and top 10 finishes this year. Running the full season, what kind of stability does that give you as a driver and J.D. having you in the car every weekend? Are you able to set higher, loftier goals like top 15s or maybe top 10s? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, be, being locked in for me as a driver is a, a, a very – it's nice to, to feel wanted. And, and, you know, for these guys to, you know, ask me to come back, um, obviously, you know, we've, we've built some great partnerships with, you know, sponsors throughout the year with, uh, contact forever loan, uh, you know, flex fit, all KSD, TCPA, all these guys that came in and, and, and got behind me as the year went on and, and, and really supported us. You know, um, I think we're, we're excited about trying to, you know, do more this coming year as well. So, um, I think, you know, I think just, us as a as a, a program and a team, you know, having a game plan. I mean, hell, you know, we, we signed our deal before Christmas, and you know, when you got time to prepare and plan, and and you know, I guess you know, lay everything out and get an idea of you know how you you want to vision your season going. It uh, it definitely helps and makes it easier to you know set a higher expectations. And um, you know, I know Johnny Davis is. Probably uh, one of the biggest competitors of them all. He, you know, he, he's uh, he's just a you know diehard racer and wants to wants to be fast every weekend and wants to make the program better everywhere he can. And you know, I know he's been at the shop several times over the past few you know weeks, just trying to make sure everything's prepared and ready to go. And, you know, he's just as excited as I am to get back to the track. So um, you know, we want to go and, and, and you know improve upon where we were last year and, and then improve upon you know our, our results every weekend and, and try and keep climbing that ladder to, to being in the top 10 you know on a regular basis uh, you mentioned some of your sponsors in that, in that last sentence there but uh, is there anybody else that you uh, want to thank uh for making all this happen as we uh, get ready for uh, the 2021 season yeah i mean just you know everyone that came on board last year uh you know grinding they, they came on board for a couple of races um, there was a lot of partners that stepped up last year that, that made it possible for us to be able to, you know, go out there and compete. And, uh, you know, uh, all the guys at JD Motorsports, the guys at my company, JEI, just everyone that, you know, works their butts off to, to make this happen for me to go and chase my dream. Right. Um, I can't, can't ever thank those guys enough. They, uh, they, they work their butts off to, to be able to give me this opportunity. And, you know, I, I want to go out there and make the best of it. Yeah, I, I'm. I think I can speak for all of us when I say that uh, JD Motorsports has obviously come a long way in the last several years, and I think you're in about as good of equipment as anybody can ask for. So you, you definitely have a, a, what it takes to at least get into the top 15, top 20, and we wish you the best of luck at Daytona and all of the 2021 season. And uh, thanks for taking the time out to join us tonight. Yes, sir. No problem. I'm uh, looking forward to it. You know, uh, hopefully we go down to Daytona. And- Start the season off with a bang and, you know, get us a good finish down there and just uh, keep that ball rolling. Yep, sounds good, Jeffrey. Thank you so much. Have a great night, sir, and uh, best of luck at Daytona. Yes, sir. Thank you. Y'all have a good night, too. All right, you too. Jeffrey Earnhardt, the number nothing Chevrolet number for nothing. Uh, JD Motorsports. All right, we're going to take a break. Area. We'll be back more of the Inside Pass right after this. 
Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels, new to intermediate, to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. Beware of telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you. Call is threatening you with arrest or other legal action and demanding money are not from us. If you receive a call like this, hang up. Do not provide them with any form of payment or information. Report the call at oig.ssa. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'll come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke located on Route 1 or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Fans, this is Chris Wright. Thanks for listening to these guys. Some great radio hosts. You're listening to the Inside Pass. Sorry, I had to wait for the beginning of this song. <laughs> Little BTO, man. <laughs> I had to wait for the beginning. Turner of it. Overdrive. Uh, welcome back to the Inside right. Pass. By the way, all re-entries were done by me. Canadian, so I'm not gonna. Uh, hey, well, you know. I do have a decent tasting music. For that. So all of the the ones that they've been listening to for the last you know year or so have all been done by by uh, Murdoch. So I had to get my taste in there too. So well, I got a decent taste. Yes, music. you do. Sometimes I do. Uh, Randy Miller, Tom Baker, Peter Strada, Noah Lewis, and uh, Red are uh, are esteemed uh, um, button pusher. What, what? button pusher? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, 
<laughs> we all push each other's buttons, but he pushes the official buttons that yes. make the show run. So, <laughs> yes. um, so uh, for those of you who were not uh, with us last week, we kind of changed the format a little bit, went more of a uh, uh, pardon the interruption debate, uh, debate style of, yes. uh, of show. Around Getting some pretty good rave reviews. I mean, most of the people that I that have I've messaged and you know that I know listen to the show said so they thought it was a fantastic show. So. Um, thank you to the three people, including my mom, that listen to the show. <laughs> <laughs> that listen to the show. Um, but uh, so this week we decided to flip the script a little bit and let uh, Melik be our moderator. So he's going to provide the questions. I'm still going to keep score um, because and, there's no official documentation for the score. So. And I think since you went last last week, you get to go first this week. Okay, that's. I mean, I just think it's only fair. You got to go last last. I made the questions though, so So, I I mean, well, I mean, they all have access to the questions. You made the ones last week, and you still finished fourth. It's true, and you (laughs) judged yourself. It's true. Well, I I didn't want to make it seem like it was only my show, so I give myself all the points. So I I wanted to be fair. All right. All right. I'm okay if you give me the points. So I guess we'll do me, then Noah, then Peter, then Tom. We'll just go counterclockwise. There you go. Okay. All right. So the first question here is: Thursport splits with Ford. Where do they go next year? What manufacturer? Well, not Toyota, because Toyota has obviously proven that they're not the, the strongest team. I added it on there. That's why it's not oh, on there. For, okay. <laughs> I'm just like, wait I'm a minute. I'm <laughs> <laughs> watching. No, I added it because it was breaking news today, so I added it uh, at the end of the I season. see. So, okay. Anyway. Read um, the question again, please. Thirstport. Uh, <laughs> separates with Ford. Where do they go next? Okay, I, mean, there's I got no, it. There's, They don't have many options, but... Uh, I would say not Toyota because, uh, as we've all seen with KBM, you know, Toyota's not the strongest uh, fleet out there right now. If you're going to go with the strongest fleet, I would think Chevrolet because GMS won the championship, So, and their cars are all strong. But you only got two more options left if you're going to go with an actual dealer, an actual, like, manufactured engine. So uh, I, I don't really know where they go from here, but I don't think it really matters at the end of the day. I mean, there's only a couple of options. So, Noah? Yeah, I mean, I think the Chevy bases are covered right now. Um I think that I think I've heard actually that they may go with a Toyota manufacturer, and um, and maybe help that that program out over there. Like we said, the Toyotas aren't really the best right now. Uh, it does have a lot to do with the Elmore engines on each manufacturer. So wherever they go, it's not going to be as big of a difference as it would have been a few years back. Um, but I will say that I, I think it would be interesting to see Thorsport go back to Toyota and try to improve that program again. Peter. I think they're going to Toyota. I think, like Noah just said, the Ilmore motor is makes everything an equal playing field, and ultimately this is just the stickers on the front of their trucks. I think they will be Toyota Tundras come the new season. Peter or Tom? Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Tom, Tom's going to be like, the Dodge Ram is making an <laughs> entry into... <laughs> okay, here's the deal. The very first place Thor Sport needs to go is on the Dr. Phil show to solve their commitment <laughs> issues. This, this, this truck team changes they change uh, uh change uh, like underwear more than Cher does in the middle of a show <laughs> i mean i no i they're going to toyota man that's where they're going i i don't know honestly at this point you could flip a coin and I, and as you guys said i don't think it would really make any difference what they put on the car but um you know they, they like i said more costume changes than a share show they they it's hard to have continuity when you keep you know, keep going from one program to another, I think. So I'm hoping wherever they go this time, they stay for a while so that uh, they can get a driver lineup in there and 
go win some races. They definitely had, uh, except for Enfinger, they won some last year. But as far as playoffs go, I would argue they had an off year as compared to usual. You know it's, how hard it is for, for them to peel that Ford sticker off and put the Toyota sticker on instead? <laughs> well, I wonder if difficult. they had uh, all their Toyota bodies still left. It's That's like what I'm saying. It's got to be kind of difficult to ship everything out to their, their home base. They're not in here in North Carolina <laughs> like Sandusky, everybody Ohio. else. Yeah. 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 FedEx so. and UPS don't run at the shop every day like they do <laughs> yeah. around here. Uh, Tesla has a truck, by the way, so maybe they can, you know. Tesla and Dodge Tesla. are returning. You heard it here first. The armor, the armor body Are Tesla's in or no? <laughs> no, let's not do that. No. So Kyle Larson won his second straight Golden Driller. What are your guys' thoughts on him taking home two in a row? Well, I mean, with stiff competition and, and the fact that he led all 55 laps of the race, I mean, it really wasn't that much competition. And his predecessor flipped, you know, what, mm. how many laps into the race did he flip? Uh, two to I go. I think it was only two, two to go. go. Oh, two, to go. Was, two to go right yeah. on his bumper. So, yeah, I, I mean, because I, I only caught the very end of the race. So I, I caught from the flip on, so I, I didn't really remember what, what lap it was on. But, I mean, the fact that he was able to hold off Christopher Bell, I guess, you know, obviously proves that he deserved the win. But it's two in a row. And it, he proved you wrong, Tom, because last week you said his first win was going to be Daytona, and he won before that. So. Nope. Well, first win in a stock car. Last <laughs> no. I knew, they raced midgets no. at the Chili Bowl. But, okay. So. A win is a win is a win. That's right. We all come from racing, so yeah. Um, it, it was it was definitely going to be. I picked Kyle Larson going in, but um, it was it was going to be tough for him to hold Bell off. Uh, he got lucky with a caution there, right as Bell was getting to him and almost made a pass. And uh, but Bell was flying, man. I mean, he was coming to come get Larson. And uh, and what Larson needed to happen was somebody to slip up on that cushion again, and that's what happened to Bell. And he went, I think, four times up and over high in the air. Uh, glad he was able to climb out of that car, but but um, but yeah. Once that happened, I Kyle Larson had it in the bag. He was the best other guy there. He had the the restart uh, to jump away from the field, and he came around to uh, like we said, get that second straight golden driller. Like you just mentioned, guys jumping the cushion. Larson almost did jump the cushion a couple times, even though he yeah. paced the entire race. He was not perfect out front, so he gave. Guys like Justin Grant, Christopher Bell, even Rico Avery, chances to get too close to him and make a move on him. But he was able to outlast everyone and take his second golden driller, obviously. And I think this will open the floodgates for him come Daytona. So much of this race is about traffic. And Kyle started on the pole. So he had a number of laps before he really got into traffic. And even when he did, it took a long time for Justin Grant to to really catch him and do battle. And then you had to wait for Bell to get there. Um, I feel like this race was basically a timing and circumstance thing. Kyle probably had the the best car, at least the second best car, but he had track position from the start and was able to control himself during the race. And, uh, you know, obviously Chris Bell went, went across the line a little bit and uh, bit him. He said he was either going to win it or wear it, and he wore it. So uh, it was a good win for Kyle, and, uh, you know, we'll see how many in a row he can get as the years go by now. So Noah Gregson will attempt his first Daytona 500 with Beard Motorsports. Is he a threat to win the 500? Well, I think it's Daytona. Everybody is the threat to win the Daytona 500. I mean, it's, you know, it, you're on a level playing field when it comes to the Daytona 500. I mean, as long as he can keep it on all fours, because, you know, we had that problem last year with the gun. <laughs> Couldn't keep it on all fours. So, 
Um, I, I, again, you go to Daytona, all 42 drivers have a shot to win the race. You just have to have a little bit of luck on your side and, and be in the right place at the right time. So um, no one knows how to get around that racetrack pretty good. So I think if he has as good a shot as any to win the Daytona 500, no? Yeah, that Beard Motorsports car isn't uh, isn't too bad. I mean, we've seen Brennan Gone come with success in that car um, and even be able to get in the pack and make some moves. But I think they'll follow somewhat of the same strategy as they did last year for the 500, and that is to kind of hang around at the rear of the pack a little bit, uh, a little further back maybe even, and let all the chaos happen and then be there at the end. And if that happens, Noah Gregson knows how to slice and dice, and uh, he definitely can make his way up to the front of Daytona. Noah's absolutely a threat to win the Daytona 500. This is like an audition for him. It's his cup debut. He's focusing on the Xfinity title. He doesn't have any more cup races planned. He's trying to catch an owner's attention because he's in the Hendrick Development Program, but the table's full up at Hendrick in the cup series. So I think he'll definitely turn some heads, hopefully make the race on speed or through the duel, and I think he will be up front in contention late like we've seen that car in past years at Daytona. Considering he's sponsored by a casino, he has a 1 in 41 chance of winning the 500. You have to factor in that uh, Juan Pablo could come out of the pits, take out the entire field, and the pace car could win. So uh, 1 in 41 for Noah. I don't realistically think that he wins the race without uh, some really big circumstances. I just, you know, again, you get these one-off situations, and you got to factor in speed of pit stops and all of that. Yes, it's possible that he could win, but I, I would give him a less than 40% chance of uh, winning the 500 in that equipment. But I certainly think a top five, top ten is possible. So Taylor Gray was caught filming himself at an ARCA test. What should happen to him? And this is an interesting question because I just want to see what the age difference say about this one. <laughs> well, I, I mean, Brad got slapped for doing it well, several was it, several years ago that he did it. So, I mean, he's a young kid. Obviously, you know, you're, you're going to do stupid things. But I don't really know. It's a great idea to be filming yourself going 180 miles an hour at, at, during an ARCA test. So I think the stupidity alone is, is enough to be like, dude, really, are you serious right now? You probably should never do that again. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, you think about texting and driving in the real world, uh, going 65 down an interstate, you don't want to do it. It is very riskful to sit there and try to Snapchat and drive with one hand at Daytona when you're about to enter a corner at 180 miles per hour. So, um, yeah, very, very unsmart thing to do. I don't know why. I mean, I get maybe... I don't get it. I don't think he should ever do it. But maybe recording it and showing your friends privately at the at the most, but posting it. I mean, you, you gotta you gotta be smarter than that. <laughs> if I were to leave the studio tonight and go film myself driving out here on I forty, a cop would probably pull me over and give me a pretty hefty fine. So I think Taylor Gray should have the same situation, same punishment. What should happen to him? He should get the Race Chaser Radio Daytona Dork Award. That's what should happen to him. I mean, Taylor, what are you doing, buddy? I mean, it was one thing when we all thought that you had, you know, probably like had it in, you know, tape somewhere or something. But holding, driving one-handed at Daytona uh, in an architect and then putting it online, what did you think would happen? Um, it's like he was sleepwalking all these years uh, from Brad. I mean, I know he's not that old, but he had to have watched that race wasn't that long ago so yeah that's a that's a crazy deal and i hope they don't over punish him but yeah uh, but there does need to be something i think, I think yeah, so. yeah, yeah. for sure all right we're gonna take a break we'll be back with round number two right after this how to be a great dad in 15 seconds 
bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. I'm Chase Elliott, and you're listening to the Inside Pass. I didn't even plan that. It's are pretty good. I didn't plan that at all. Thanks, Jacob Silman. That was uh, that was a bit of rush there, done yes. in some sort of weird musical form. But that was the beginning. Yeah, of it was kind of weird. It was the first yeah. time I heard that, I was like, "That sounds weird." But yeah. okay, well, whatever. I mean, it's like I like the techno it. version. But yeah, whatever. Welcome back to the Inside Pass. Randy Miller, Tom Baker, Peter Strada. Noah Lewis and uh, Malik doing the um, button pushing for us tonight and being moderator for our show. Um, if you missed uh, Jeffrey Earnhardt or any other part of our uh, show tonight, you can catch it online at uh, some point in time this week. Just search Race Chaser Radio on your favorite podcasting website, and uh, it'll pull it up. Or you can just go to Race Chaser and listen to the uh, li- the uh, on-demand stream or um, InsidePassLive.com and listen to the uh, Spreaker version of the stream from, uh, from our website as well. Um, next week on the show, we've got... Uh, 
Bob Pockers. Bob Pockers. Wow. He's a longtime friend of the show. He's Man. been on the show many, many times before. The Bob Pockers. Yeah. Before he became a uh, you know big time Fox guy uh, back when he was <laughs> in Sporting News, back when Yahoo uh, owned Sporting News. Yeah. Um, he was a contributor there, so he's been nice. on the show many, many times. But the never Bob did Potter. work out for him to be on because of you know conference calls. You know, when you're a big Fox executive guy, you have conference calls out the wazoo. So, yeah. Um, but we're glad to have Good you on. Uh, before uh, we get to round two, it, it's funny that we talked about uh, you know Taylor Gray and how he filmed himself racing, and I yeah. thought. You know, we went to Noah for a comment, and I thought he's the last person needs to be telling somebody how to do anything in text at the same time. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's a low blow. <laughs> that's a low blow. <laughs> Don't take lessons from Noah on how to do anything. No, I, I have experience. Okay, Tanner, <laughs> this is you what not to do. Don't text and drive while walk or text and walk down the steps, let alone go into Daytona at 180 miles per hour. My ankle can attest. Yes. <laughs> Does that mean he has more talent than you? Because he didn't wreck when he was. Well, I mean, yes, himself, so. likely so. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's in the car and Noah's sitting next to us. Exactly. By the way, Tom, Tom won round one uh, with six points. Peter has five points, and me and Noah have four. So Round three. Round number two is fill in the blanks. Okay. So having seven, seven road courses this season makes the championship chase blank. Elliot. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be his championship chase to lose. He's got I mean seven road See. course races on the season. It's gonna be Chase's championship. See, Randy thinks he's on match game. He just gave the definitive answer. <laughs> hey, he wrote this question exactly <laughs> so he would get a point. But, but I actually didn't even think about it until a commercial break, and I'm like, Chase Elliott, that makes sense. I'm gonna go with that. That's that great. Wow. I'm, I like it. For that. I like One, it. I'm gonna go ahead and give you three. Follow that, that Noah. <laughs> Fine. I'll give myself two and we'll break the difference. Huh? Oh man. <laughs> Um, no, I would say wacky. I think it's going to be very, very wacky. Do I elaborate here? So you can. <laughs> okay. Yes. I, I, mean, I want to know where you came with with wacky. <clears throat> yeah, wacky. Uh, <laughs> because of how many? I mean, the seven road courses throw in a a huge wrench into what we usually see. Um, it it opens the door for a bunch of guys that are better at the road course level and don't have the cars that can usually compete on the ovals. Um, open to possibly getting a win and and uh, and jumping their way into the the championship run. So. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be wacky. I think it's going to throw a big uh, change of what we've seen in the past. I'm half stealing Randy's idea, and I'm going to say Chase Briscoe because <laughs> oh. we've seen Ooh. over the past year hey. or two, he's really adapted well to road course racing, and that 14 car has been sat on road courses. I believe Boyer was close to winning a stage at the Roval and led a ton of laps to that race. So I think Chase Briscoe, especially on road courses this year, will be one to watch out for. We need more people named Chase. Yeah, I have nobody named Chase left to name. So I'm I'm going to say that I think having seven road courses makes the championship chase delicious because it's going to mix some things up a little bit, especially if Briscoe sneaks in and wins one or two or you get another uh, driver that wouldn't normally be in the chase that, that would be good on a road course and sneaks in and wins one. Um, I think it could really mix things up. I like it. Name you could mention there? Who could possibly be one that would jump in there and mix it up? Austin Sendrick. He's well, running limited races, remember? He, yes, but he wouldn't get into the chase. He would just get a W. Yeah. Well, and Kaz Grahl is another one. If so you get Those it, are just names you know, that yeah. are not running for a championship that you yeah. might see on those road courses. That's true. Um, with that being said, Chase Elliott wins blank number of those road course races. How many races are there? Seven, right? Seven. So I'm going to go with ten because I'm sure they're going to add. <laughs> well, I'm sure they're going to add a couple more in there when, when tracks lose dates and then we have to come up with something else or we'll run Daytona a couple more times or we'll find some 
you know, cornfield in Indiana to run uh, run a road course race on. So I'll give him ten, ex- three extra races, just in case we change the format at some point in time during the year. Yeah, I think I'm going to say five because I, 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 it's so hard to bet against Chase Elliott on a road course, but I don't think that he's going to have the stars aligned to sweep them all. Um, and five is another number over at Hendrick Motorsports, so I figure I'll, I'll, I'll throw in <laughs> that and, uh, and I'll go with five. I'll go one less than Noah and go four. I don't think Chase Elliott's perfect on road courses. I think guys like Martin Truex, Kyle Busch, they will catch up to him, and I think the nine will have some great battles on every road course race this year, but I don't think he'll be perfect. I think his luck's got to run out at some point. Peter, the man ran into a wall, backed it up, and won the race later on. That's true. But, yeah. That's true. Six. He's going to win six. And somebody, he's going to win the first six, and then somebody's just going to have enough and just drive him straight off the bus stops <laughs> or something in the seventh one just to make sure he doesn't win it. <laughs> Very true. Could happen. <laughs> Blank will be under the most pressure in 2021. Which driver mm. or team who is under the most pressure? I'm I'm going to go with Matt DiBenedetto because he already knows he's not going to come back next year. So he's going to have a lot of pressure to find another team that's going to take a t- chance on him and give him another opportunity. And so he's racing for not only a job, but he's also racing because he obviously wants to get the 100th win for Wood Brothers. So he's going to do everything he can to get that win. I think you took Peters because I saw I him make an expression over there. Give me the evil eye. I've never seen him give me the evil eye before. Oh, man. Uh, I'm going to say Eric Jones because this is just a weird year for him. Uh, he's he's thrown over to uh, Richard Petty Motorsports. He's moved out of a car that he knew can contend for wins every weekend and into a car that he's just going to have to make solid finishes with. So um, I think it's going to be a pressure year for him and, and to see – what kind of growth happens within that organization while he's there and and, uh, and see what he can do. I was going to say Matt Benedetto, but I'll go with my option B, which was 2311 Racing. Yes, they have a lot of attention and eyeballs with him, having Michael Jordan as their co-owner, but they just got their first car for Daytona, I think, a week or so ago. So they're going to be a bit slow coming out of the gate. Do I think Bubba could contend for a playoff spot on points or by winning? Yes, but... I question their ability to stay consistent throughout the spring and summer months. Chris Bell is the one that's going to be under the most pressure in 2021 for two reasons. Number one, you're not in the satellite car anymore. You're with the home team, and we all know what's happened to the last two drivers of that car who haven't been able to produce big Eric Jones won one or two each year, but it wasn't enough. He's out. Chris Bell's in. And I know Chris is Toyota's boy, but Chris Bell has got to produce in that number 20 car. Otherwise, at some point a year or two down the road, the next Chris Bell is going to come in and he's going to be gone. Sam Mayer will win blank races in 2021. Well, let's see. He's got uh, he's running every single series in existence, I believe, uh, to start the season. <laughs> Just so about. He's going to run ARCA, so give him however, however many races he's going to run. Is he going to run the whole ARCA series no. season? So we'll say six there, probably, half the <laughs> season. Um, and then uh, he's going to run some truck races um, at the beginning of the year. So he won one last year, so I'll give him one there. And then when he gets Xfinity halfway through the year for, for junior, so I'll give him one. So I'll say eight total, something like that. I'll go with eight. That sounds like a good round number. Yeah, wow. I didn't think about uh, breaking them up, but <laughs> oh, whatever. I just I was trying to do all the math. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's a lot of math to do. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna just go with trucks and Xfinity here. I think in the truck series, he can go and get them uh, maybe two or three wins, and 
and uh, and then over on the Xfinity side, once he takes over for there, maybe late in that season, once the once once the team starts meshing, maybe going out and getting uh, an extra win over on the Xfinity side. That Xfinity A team has been really hit or miss the past couple of years. We've seen with the rotation of drivers, they just haven't been able to find consistency. Yes, I think Sam Mayer can win a truck race or two, maybe three this year, but I think in Xfinity he'll be lucky to get one win. So I'll say he gets four wins in the national divisions. Don't forget, he's running for Henderson Motorsports in the truck series. Now, I'm not saying it's a bad team, but it's not GMS. That's true. So we have to factor that in. He might win an ARCA race or two, uh, give him a couple there maybe. Um, you know, probably none in the truck series, and I don't believe he wins any Xfinity races either. So I'm going to go with two wins for Sam Um and I still want to see what happens if Josh Berry goes out in his first 12 races and gets a win, puts himself in the playoffs. How do they deal with that, given that Sam's scheduled to take over after his 18th birthday? That's a good point. Martin Truex Jr., Kyle Busch, and Brad Keselowski have never won the Daytona 500. Blank will be first. Neither than one of those three. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, if I had to take a pick... Um, man, I'd say Martin Truex. I mean, he's with he's with Gibbs, and, and Gibbs won the 500 last year with Hamlin. So I, I mean, I, I know Kyle is too. But well, they are practicing and qualifying this year. So hmm, that's an interesting question. I, I I'm going to plead the fifth on this one because I really I don't know. <laughs> well, okay, I can do what I want. It's my show. Leave me alone. Uh, I would say Kyle Busch. I think Kyle has really uh, been around toward the end of these races lately, and and he's been due to kind of clinch in on on a, a super speedway race and it's kyle bush and and the one thing that uh he's left out is a daytona 500 win not to mention kyle bush coming off of a season like last season um it would be something that could really boost his momentum new crew chief pairing uh so kyle bush going out and winning that first one i think that'd be uh, something that would happen I say Brad Kozlowski, my first trip to Daytona was back in the summer race for 2016, and he made that race very boring. I think he led just about every lap, and he's due for a 500 win, considering all the teammates he has in the Penske house and in just Ford performance as a whole. So I think Kozlowski. Kaz Grala will be first. No, I'm kidding. Um, I'm going to go with Brad, too. I and, and really, again, you can flip a coin at Daytona, just throw them all up in the air and see which one lands first and pick up the win. But I, I really feel like Kozlowski's long overdue. He's so strong there. Um, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if Brad got it done this year because I think he will get one before he retires. Yeah, I, I I see all three of them actually winning the 500 at some point in their careers, but we'll see what happens. Um, it's going to be probably... a three-way tie across the line. And... <laughs> Yeah, that would be interesting to see. Uh, so Noah wins round number two, so we'll have oh. round number three when we come back. Uh, the lightning round is coming up next. We'll be back with more of the Inside Pass right after this. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Whew. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. 
Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico in Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart. When you tackle a challenge that you just cannot even fathom tackling, when you accomplish that, the amount of integrity and the will and the heart that you'll get from that experience is what will set you up for your life. In less time than it took Marlon Shirley to say that, he can now run 100 meters because today he's the world's fastest amputee. Overcome, pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Hi, my name is Eric Jones, and you're listening to the Inside Pass. Welcome back to the Inside Pass here on uh, WSIC. Thank you so much for uh, listening to us. If, uh, if it's Saturday morning, you're probably tuned into your radio right now listening to us, part of the uh, Motorsports Power Hour with uh, PMNs at the track. Our, our good friend uh, Lenny Patiki hosts that show, and it comes on uh, right after us. On uh, Saturday mornings, 9.30 a.m. If you're listening right now, you're like, oh, look, it is 9.30 in the morning. Probably nine, breakfast. Actually. Nine. Oh, yeah. Nine, nine a.m. Saturdays, nine. yes. Or, yeah, for our show. Go. On WSIC's family of stations. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, I think you can, can't you listen to it from all the three stations? WSIC web or WSICFM.com. Either one will get okay. you there. Yeah. And uh, listen uh, to that show. Lenny's yeah, usually on the show. Lenny comes on after us at 10 o'clock. Well, I mean, I'm talking about like being on Outworld, not oh, this show, but Motorsports yeah, Madness. He's, he's been, been on, on some uh, of our a couple shows. Of times. Yeah. So, uh, we like to intermingle with uh, Lenny Batiki every yeah. once in a while. All right, uh, round three is uh, up next. This is our uh, lightning round, our final uh, segment of the day. So uh, Matt's going to. Yeah. And being the crew moderate. chief here, I'm going to go ahead and just short pitch you guys. So we're going to come in here and short pit in this round. You got Cole Custard, Christopher Bell, and Tyler Reddick. Which one of these has a better sophomore season? Uh, I'm going to go with Reddick because Reddick uh, looked like he had some flashes of brilliance there. Looked like he might win a race or two later, you know, earlier in the season, and then uh, you know, ultimately, you know, didn't uh, didn't pan out for him. But uh, I think he's going to have a really good sophomore sophomore year. Yeah, I'm going to go with Bell, and I'm I'm going to kind of uh, piggyback off of 
That's right, that bell. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to piggyback up, uh, off it of... It seemed appropriate. Yes. Um, off of what Tom said earlier, and that is that he does need to perform. He needs to come in, and, and, and it's not like he's just jumping into the cup car for the first time. He has had the warm-up time over at uh, LFR, so he needs to jump in over here and, and uh, pick up where that team left off and, and improve it, actually. Um, and, and like Tom said, you think of Christopher Bell, you don't think of somebody being moved out eventually, but you didn't think of that with Eric Jones either. Right. So, uh, so he does need to come in and make some noise, and, and, uh, and I think Christopher Bell will do that. I'll agree with Randy and say Tyler Reddick. Reddick made a serious charge to the playoffs last year. I think back to Daytona, he crashed out while trying to go for the lead in the regular season finale, and he finished last year 19th in points. If you take away Cole Custer's Kentucky win, he finishes 20th or 21st in points. And then Christopher Bell finished 20th in points. So based on that alone, I think Reddick is the most talented of the three, and I think he gets it done first and locks up his first career playoff spot. I'm going to say Reddick as well, and I think RCR has been improving pretty rapidly over the last couple of seasons. And I think it's because of that that Tyler has the edge, and I actually think that he has a shot to win the Daytona 500. He is a he's great on super speedways, especially at Daytona. So I think Tyler Reddick has the best sophomore season of the three. What driver makes the chase in 2021 that did not make it in 2020? Again, I'm going to have to go with Tyler Reddick. I mean, all the reasons that Peter said earlier, you know, if you take out all the things that happened to to the three contenders last year, Tyler probably would have come pretty close to making the chase. So I think this is going to be the year that he really, A, needs to show that, that, you know, he's he's what he's capable of in that car. Um, But number two, you know, just just show that uh, RCR has more than one driver capable of making the playoffs. So, Yeah, I'm going to jump on the uh, Bubba Wallace train here. And I think that... That team has a lot of big partners. It's got a lot of investing, and it's got uh, a big highlight and spotlight over it going into the season. So I think everybody is going to push and give everything they can, including Bubba Wallace, to make sure that that car is ready right from the first time it hits the track to be a playoff and a win contender. So uh, I'm going to go and say Bubba Wallace makes the uh, makes the playoffs this year and after failing to make it in years, pre- uh, years past. Good grief. <laughs> I'll go out negative on. one. No. <laughs> Enunciate, sir. I'll go, out, I'll go out on a bit of a limb here and say Eric Jones makes the playoffs for Richard Petty Motorsports. This team was on the outside fringe of making the playoffs last year. At times, they were 19th, 20th in points. And I think Eric Jones is a very talented young driver who has a lot to prove this year after being shuffled out of the house team at Gibbs. I think being the main driver at the team will really help Eric Jones. And I think with this team just continuing to build more with that RCR Alliance being on their campus and welcome. I expect big things for that 4-3 to three card this year. I don't know about any of the rest of your picks, but I know mine's going to make the playoffs for sure. Oh, I know he's Kyle gonna, yep. Larson is going to make the playoffs <laughs> in 2021, and he's going to start it with a win in the Daytona 500. I had that same thought and forgot about it. <laughs> See what you get? The most That's anticipated okay. race on the 2021 race schedule. So I'm not going to go with the obvious answer because I know somebody's going to say it. So I'm going to say Nashville. And the reason why I say that is because I know all eyes are going to be on that track and all eyes are going to be on that race to see how the fan, if, if fans are allowed in the stands. 
uh, just to see what the atmosphere is like for that race because I know everybody wants to see the Cub Series or NASCAR return to the fairgrounds. So I, I think this is going to be the race that ultimately makes NASCAR decide if it's worth staying in the in the Nashville market and if they can put on a good race, then I don't see why they won't be able to go to the fairgrounds. Yeah, I'm also going to bypass what I think you were thinking of and uh, and being the favorite, and uh, and I'll go with Coda. I think that uh, that's an anticipated race for a number of reasons, some good, some not good. Um, some people are worried about that track and, and what it may produce for NASCAR racing. It's a very tight course, so... Um, they think that maybe it may not be the best racing, but we don't know until we see the cars hit the track. So I think that's a new place that we're headed that we really just have no clue on how it's going to react with the car. And, uh, and I, I'm anticipating that. I'll bite the bullet and give the obvious answer. Bristol dirt. <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> Has this much attention ever been put on a Bristol spring race? I mean, I love Bristol Motor Speedway. I love the, going to the night race, but I've never been to the spring race. And I'm actually excited to go and see this Bristol dirt race in the spring. The, they're putting the surface down as we speak now and seeing all the pictures. I'm legitimately excited for it, which I would not have said two, three months ago. And I think just everything they're doing on dirt, the sprint cars, the modifies, it'll be a great success that we'll be wanting more in years to come. My most anticipated race on a 2021 schedule is the modified race at Martinsville. So I don't know uh, if I had to go with the cup uh, schedule. I actually think Coda I love that answer, and I think because we've seen a few drivers already go test there, and their their response after running the Champ Car Series road course race, their endurance race there, um, was just nothing but good for uh, driving a, a, a car on that course. So I think Coda is going to be the race to watch in 2021 and maybe one of the best races of the year, period, um, when the, after the, after it's over. And the final one for the evening, Grammy Award-winning Pitbull is now co-owner at Trackhouse. What are your guys' thoughts? Lord have mercy. Look, you know, NASCAR is all about mainstream media. And so, obviously, every once in a while they have to do something to get media attention, which I know they didn't have anything to do with this. It was all, you know, Justin Marks and and everything like that. But, I I mean, you know, anytime you bring a high-profile celebrity into the mix, I mean, you know, we saw what happened with Michael Jordan in in 2311. So I think anytime you bring a celebrity in who's not a a NASCAR type of person, it's obviously going to generate, you know, a a lot of buzz and a lot of anticipation, as long as that translates into good quality finishes for someone like Daniel Suarez who deserves to have a good ride, then I'm all for it. Yeah, Mr. Worldwide, Mr. 305. No, 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 no. (laughs) Disqualified. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. No. Stay um, in your lane, sir. That's right. I know about country music, yes. so we can. But uh, but no, I think it's great because anytime you have someone mainstream, someone that you you don't think kind of fits the NASCAR stereotype that gets stereo put on our sport um, coming in, that that's a huge deal. Uh, he brings a lot of fans. He brings um, a lot of support. He and Justin Marks actually have a similar system with uh, with certain STEM programs. So I think it's great. Anytime that can someone like that can bring a broader audience, it's good for the sport. He's texting in. in- now walking again oh boy <laughs> i mean i just love that pitbull's coming in i'm having classmates text and call me about pitbull saying what's he doing in nascar what's he doing just with track house who know nothing about nascar so that's already proving that this is getting more eyeballs on the sport more fans potentially and i think this can only be a positive and i really hope that track house has great results out of the gate to help elevate the status of pitbull in this sport I mean, you know, I could uh, sort of be 
as big a dork as Taylor Gray and throw out the obvious dog jokes here about the, you know, <laughs> I mean, I hope Daniel doesn't end up on his wolf, uh, oh, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but I won't. I will just say that. My my first thought was, who is Pitbull? That shows you how old and out of touch I am with dogs to be owners in NASCAR. I'm still listening to the '70s, um, but uh, no, I think this is it's good. I think to bring new eyes to the sport, and anytime you can get somebody like that involved, it's a great thing. I love it. I hope they have a great season. All right, uh, Tom wins this week. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. More than this, I pass lead lap coming up next. We'll see you next week. Bye, everybody.